It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to get the latest on Utah athletics from our Utes Insider here on the Bill Riley Show. The Utes Insider is presented by the Dish Professionals. Now here's Bill Riley with a Utes Insider on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700. We are uh, awaiting Morgan Scally. He will join us momentarily here on the Bill Riley Show. We'll get some thoughts from him on the Super Bowl and. Yeah, they're they're in uh, preseason conditioning right now. Spring football for Utah begins on March 21st, so we're still a little more than a month away on that stuff. Three days from now, just uh, across town from Scottsdale in Glendale will be the Super Bowl. The Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles will be going toe-to-toe. I'm excited about Everybody gets excited about the Super Bowl, but if you've got a little skin in the game, if you've got a team playing in it, it makes it a little bit better. I'm rooting hard for the Chiefs, and our next guest is rooting hard for the Chiefs as well. Much like myself, a lifelong Chiefs fan. Utah defensive coordinator, friend of the program, Morgan Scally, with us here on ESPN 700. So are we feeling good about Sunday right now? Are we feeling a coin toss? Are we a little nervous? Where are we at, Scally? <laughs> I just want to see a good game. My Chiefs, I've seen the Chiefs win a Super Bowl. I'd love to see them win it again. Yeah, I've got, we've got Utes on both sides. And... Uh, so I'm I'm just cheering for a good game. Have you exchanged any texts with Covey or Brian Johnson? I just told Covey that if he runs one back on my Chiefs, we're no longer talking. So <laughs> I don't, don't know how he how he took that, but no, we I'm so excited for those guys. Excited for Luther Ellis and his family to be able to go uh, to a Super Bowl and support their son and. And obviously, you got Coach Witt, son Alex Whittingham as an assistant linebacker coach at the Chiefs, uh, Brian, and, and the success that he's had. There's a lot of youths that are going to be in that game. So, like I said, I just it, hopefully it's a, it's a great game. You got two good, two very good teams, uh, both one seeds, which you don't see too often in, in the Super Bowl. And uh, you know, Jalen Hurts, who I recruited at Channel View High School. His dad is a great guy and, and uh, helped coach Brian uh, in high school at Baytown Lee. So uh, some, some interesting stories there. Yeah, that's the funny thing. Brian told me, Brian was on maybe a year or so ago after he got the job. He's known Jalen Hurts since he was like five years old. He's known Jalen Hurts a long time right. be- before yeah. he ever got the job. A long time. Yeah. And uh, Brian's done such an amazing job and excited for him and this opportunity for him. So 
you you got were you early on Jalen Hurts? Because I, I know you guys were early on a guy named Marcus Mariota, and that didn't turn out. You guys were one of the first in there. Were you early on Jalen Hurts too? Um, yeah, to a I mean to a point. He ended up, um, you know, A Rod went out and watched him when uh, Aaron Roderick was was with us, and we loved him and went and saw him. Um, but once the big offer started to come in. Um, you know, he and his, his father let us know um, that uh, we were not one of his top schools, so we just moved on. All right. Well, that's okay. At least they were up front with you. He went on. He, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like he, he didn't make a pretty good choice. He had, he had a pretty good – he ended up having a pretty good college career. <laughs> no question. In fact, Alabama was – like we were the two schools in there together watching him, and, and uh, he ended up going out. I mean, he, he had a, an awesome career, and uh, – He's just a, you know, you like to see good people have success at the, at that level, and uh, he's as good as they come. Um, do, is it is it even possible hardly anymore to find? I mean, probably back in the day, Morgan, you could go, you know, go go recruit a kid. You'd be like, oh man, this guy's going to be good. I hope nobody else gets it. Is it almost impossible for people not to discover talents like that anymore? Is it hard to find? I mean, I mean, is there even such a thing as a diamond in the rough anymore? I don't think that's yeah, with, with all the different recruiting services you have, everything's online. You can watch the majority of your film before you go out and evaluate in spring. You just, it's, and, uh, you know, with social media and you've got not only the coaches that are selling the young men, but you got these trainers and, and street agents that are selling the young men. So they're trying to get their names out there. So any offer, any mention of, of interest and, they're they're going to try and get the the young man's name out there. So yeah, a lot harder to to keep a kid uh, hidden from other schools. So you and I were chatting, texting a few years ago when the Chiefs got beat in the Super Bowl by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and and you were you you know typical coach and fan. You're like, hey man, they've just got to get more athletic on defense. They've got to get better linebackers. They got to get a little bit younger. Then they go out and draft Bolton and Gay. And then this year, they basically, in the AFC Championship game, Morgan, started four rookies in the secondary after Legereus Sneed got knocked silly, and they had one veteran back there. You know, what? I mean, you've played young guys before, but I'm not sure that half of your defense were rookies, plus the defensive end and Karloftis, too. What, what did you make of how Kansas City remade their defense kind of on the fly this year and went younger? Well, it was, you know, it was not only getting more athletic, it was just getting tougher uh, in the in the secondary. They drafted some tough guys, some hitters in the secondary. Um, the linebackers, like I said, when we talked about that, it was two things that they needed to kind of improve. With number one was their running game, uh, and that and the protection of Mahomes. And then the second was those uh, the the linebackers and man, have they done an amazing job. That and the, the D lines continued to improve. I you look at um, Jones. I think he is the most dominant D tackle in the NFL. He hadn't been always the most consistent, but he's had the best year of his career, in my opinion. And he's just so dominant. You can put him out on the edge. You can put him inside. He's quick twitched. He's long levered, and uh, he causes so many problems. And uh, hopefully he has a great game. 
Yeah, they'll kind of need him to. I, I I talk to Weddle about this stuff all the time when he jumps on. I kind of I kind of make him a defensive coordinator. He loves that stuff. Now that he's coaching high school kids, he's got that coaching hat now. I'm going to make you uh, Steve Spagnolo. You've got Jalen Hurts and an unbelievable run game and a couple of great weapons on the outside and Smith and Brown. But they want to run that football. They want to control the clock. They've got a great offensive line. What what are you doing Sunday against Philadelphia, knowing the personnel a little bit, to try to slow that Eagles team down to try and stop that run? Uh, Well, you know, the the, the X factor is the, the QB run game. You know, um, and they have not. I mean, with with as athletic as he is, up until that that uh, that last game, they hadn't um, chosen to to run him as much. But he became a part of the run game. I almost wonder if it was to to just get enough on film to make Kansas City think that okay, we really got a plan for this. And but you know, he's whether he's scrambling or whether it's a planned run game, he's still. He's still a threat, and I'm I'm a, still firmly in the the camp of you blitz um, athletic quarterbacks, force them to beat you throwing the ball. Yes, they've got good wide receivers. The Chiefs have blitzed and faced good wide receivers before, and you just got to trust and believe in in uh, your ability to get to the quarterback and force the issue. But I also haven't spent a whole year watching Philadelphia <laughs> so my mind may change if I decide to go into a deep dive but um no like I said I'm just excited to see a good game I think you know I, what I have done is I've watched Philadelphia's defense and man do they get after it that's what I was going to ask you you're uh, now you're, you're now Jonathan you're, you're Jonathan Gannon Morgan you've got a yeah. great front four you've got some good corners but you're also facing you know the matrix at quarterback and Patrick Patrick Mahomes so is, is the game plan, hey, we're just going to try and get home. We've done it all year long. We're going to rush four or five. We've sacked the quarterback 73 times. We're going to see what we can do. That's how I think you beat him. You rush four. And if, if, if those four are so dominant, I mean, that's how the Chargers have beat the Chiefs in the past with Bosa, uh, is if, if those four can, can, can cause issues, then, you know, you keep everyone else in, in coverage, and, and the Eagles' D line is as good as there is in the uh, NFL. So, yeah, I just keep doing what you're doing, and and uh, trust in. Obviously, with an extra week to prepare, they're going to show some things they haven't shown before. But you know, that seems to have been the biggest way to 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 deal with Kansas City is if your four can get to the quarterback, then you're going to have some success. As just a football fan, as a coach, as a former secondary member, as a now a coordinator, when you watch Mahomes play, what, of the of all the things that he does, what impresses you the most, Morgan? Um, just the different throws. You know, he makes them. He makes them all. And the fl- the flick of a wrist, he makes the screen game look easy. He makes, you know, when. And okay, yeah, he's he scrambles and makes plays throwing the ball by getting out of the pocket. But all of a sudden, he's playing with a high ankle sprain, and he sits in the pocket and picks you apart. You know, so he's just able to do so many different things. He's got arm talent that 
you know, just not many have to, to move his arm and, and, you know, make the throws that he does and stay alive. And he also can make a page like a four, what, four, nine, 40 guy, five flat 40 guy <laughs> coming out of, out of college. But, but yet, you know, you see him all the time get first downs on, on third down conversions by running the football and making you pay in that last game against Cincinnati that, you know, shoot, he runs for the first down and, and they and you get the penalty. And so he just, he does it in so many ways. We had a great line making plays. He had a great line too. He goes, I should have had somebody chasing me when I was running my 40 time. He goes, cause I run scared better than anybody else. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> Running just a little bit faster. Morgan Scally with us here on, on the Bill Riley Show today. Uh, you got the boys back in the house again. Everybody's been back for about a week and a half now. How are, how's the offseason stuff going? Yes, sir. Going great. We've got such a fun group to coach. And, you know, Doug Ellisai and the strength staff are as good as they come in the country. And they're doing a fantastic job getting these guys ready. We've got a hungry team. And, and uh, you know, you get with the, the – Mid-year signing date, um, move, you know, once that was instituted, the, you know, a good amount of your players join you mid-year. So you got to get going. You know, we had about a week after the, the Rose Bowl, and then we were back at it. And, you know, just making sure the newcomers understand what your culture is about and how to work out the right way and what we, how we do things. So it's uh, it's been it's been fun back in the facility coaching these guys and getting them going about a week after our spring break. We'll be going in second week of March in spring ball and we'll be at it again. How's Nate Ritchie looking? He looks good. You know, Nate is such a, a great kid and, um, every, you know, every competitive kid comes off the mission and they, uh, they want to get right back into it. Their body's telling them, Hey, you've been, you know, you've been out of this for two years. So even though you may have been doing push-ups and sit-ups, you haven't been hitting people and mm-hmm. taking on blocks and, and stuff like that. So he's, he's got to let his, his, uh, his body continue to develop and get ready for, for spring ball. But he, uh, you know, mentally and, and picking up the defense, it's, you know, he came back and, and picked it back up pretty quick. You don't lose much from last year. A few guys are off. Clark will be off to the draft. Mo will be off to the draft. Gabe Reed's gone now, too. But you bring back a lot of guys. Does that make for a competitive spring for you? Or do you give the do you give a lot of these newcomers, maybe the guys that were in the program last year that didn't get a lot of playing time sometime? How are you handling the defensive side of the football with so many guys back from last year? Yeah, well, the the, the majority of guys that we get back have had, you know, at least multiple years now of, you know, a number of reps. And so spring ball is about development. It's about getting depth. And, and a lot of those guys that have had, an, you know, a large number of reps for us during the last two seasons, it's more about getting them to the party healthy. And, they, you know, uh, so we've, we've got to continue to, obviously they're going to be active in spring ball, but we got to continue to create depth and see what these newcomers can do and uh, whether or not we can improve it at certain positions. But yeah, spring ball is going to be a lot more about fundamentals, technique, and developing the depth that uh, we need to develop. I don't think I've asked you this. You had three guys that were 
maybe a little bit of surprise guys, guys that popped last year that maybe we didn't know a lot about? I'm curious from your vantage point, because you see them every day. You're in practice in spring and things, so things maybe aren't as surprising to you as others of us that don't see the day in and day out that you do. But Samote Peppa, Connor O'Toole, and Sione Vaki. Three guys that were big contributors for you that we didn't maybe talk a lot about going into the year last year. Was one of those three guys maybe a little bit of a surprise for you, or did what they performed at last year, was that what you expected? Uh, I'd say all three were a surprise. You know, um, you know you, what you look for is, you know, skill set and mindset. All three of those guys had the skill set you were looking for, but, you know, they, it was going to take a minute to... Conroe Tools, a wide receiver, moving over to defensive end. Sione Baki is a wide receiver moving over to defensive back. So picking up our scheme and the different adjustments you got to make, you know, Peppa, it was just a matter of where does, you know, where does he fit? We, we saw some really good things in spring ball, fall camp, but where he made his mark was in game. He's just so explosive so hard to move and more athletic than you think. So those three guys, the sophomore years where you really hope to see the biggest jump. And that's what we're anticipating. You know, what's weird about Samode Peppa. He sounds exactly like junior Tafuna. I mean, if you just close your eyes and both those guys talk, they sound exactly alike. Now, I know they grew up together. They've been friends forever. But they literally sound, their inflection in their voice, the way they talk, all of that stuff. And they're both kind of goofballs, although I don't know that Samode is quite the goofball that Junior is. But they sound almost exactly alike. Well, I mean, they come from the same school, so I don't know. Maybe they planned that out. I don't know. Maybe they grew up together over in, over on, over in South Jordan and did all that. Who knows? All right, before I let you go, I need a pick. I need a pick, a prediction, a game ball for Sunday's game. All right, let's go. Thirty-one twenty-eight, Chiefs. Thirty-one twenty-eight, Chiefs. Game ball is going to be. Let's see. It's Mahomes. Okay. Bottom line, he, he he'll be the one to win it for him. When in doubt. Go with the best quarterback on the planet, right? I thought maybe I thought maybe you'd go Chris Jones. No thought maybe you'd go I don't know Isaiah Pacheco. Maybe you'd go maybe J- Jalen Watson. I'd love it to be Pacheco. I'd yeah. love it to be. That's like my favorite addition to that team is that kid. And I saw it in preseason. I just how hard he runs. Now he took him a minute to stop fumbling the ball, but man, has he been a huge addition? If you're Kansas City. Do you just tell your punt returner to fair catch it as long as whatever, or do you actually risk the returns? Because the punt return game has been a little, been a little bit of a carousel this year. Gary, yeah, Hardeman. Uh, now, when Tony was back there, I thought he did a, a fairly good job, but he, uh, you know, he's he's back and forth with the injury bug. So, um, yeah, I fair catch it and let's go. Give it to Mahomes. Let's go. All right. Are you? Bet last question. Are you going to the game? <laughs> I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I've been to one and enjoyed it, loved the experience. The Chiefs beat the Niners, and I don't, you know, I'm good. I don't need to spend thousands <laughs> of dollars to go see that when I can sit at home and enjoy it. So 
anyway, I'm fired up and excited. I know Luther's going to be down there uh, with his son, and Kyle is going to be there with his family, so excited. All right, well, we'll live through them vicariously. Morgan, thanks. I'll see you soon. You got it, brother. Take care. Take care. Morgan Scally with us here on the Bill Riley Show today. Appreciate him jumping on board. Uh, 31-28 Chiefs, Mahomes with the game ball.